It's D. Welcome to another episode of Just the Headers, where we give you just the headline news. That's right. Just the tip of the news. Just the tippy top. Just the headlines. There's lots of news out there. But we don't really give a shit about that. <laughs> about the, I'm kidding. We're talking. We just do the headlines. And I've got a special guest today. You may or may may not know this man, but I'm begging on, since you listen to this network, you do know this man. Um, This man needs no introduction, but I'll let him introduce himself today. Um, Go ahead. Go ahead. Scoop-de-woop. Scoop-de-poop. Poop-de-woop. It's your boy, Cello. That's right. Co-host and special guest co-host. Did I call you just a guest or did I call you a guest co-host? Special guest slash co-host. The yeah, the real reason is so Jesse has a girlfriend, so they go on dates and I'm married. So I have a lot of time to fill in. <laughs> so here I am. Yeah. Married people go on dates too, but it's like mostly just like sanity dates. You know what I mean? Like, let's just go to the Dairy Queen. And sit down and enjoy the time looking at each other before we go back into the suck with our <laughs> kids and stuff. That's, that's basically it. That's okay. I'll be there one day. I want to. I want to get wetted down. The whole. Yeah, it's, it, it's a good deal. Before we get dive deep, give give uh, give uh, any shout outs you want to give because we roll right into it with just the headers. Um. Uh, actually, instead of a shout out, did you did you listen to Yeezy's new album? I did not, and I will not. But is it good? Really? It's not. You're really not gonna listen to it? Mm-mm. Kanye uh, West died when his mom died. The shell of a man that we've been existing with since that. I don't know. I don't know who that is. All right. Well, then let me take this time to urge you to listen to Black Thoughts. And Ninth Wonders album. Good shout out. Let's dive right into it. I'm going to take the weekend's news. Let's do it. So, for our very first headline, this would be last weekend, exactly a week from when you're hearing it now, and then we're going to go through the week. It's a good thing nothing is, everything is evergreen in crypto. Am I right? Yeah, let's start with the Russian banks. It's a good so, place to start. Mary Hewlett is her name. She wrote this on May 26. She says, Russian Central Bank's deputy governor, blockchain tech still needs to mature. Okay. Whoa. What, what? is not mature? I mean, blockchain, is, it's a simple concept established on tech that is decades old. Yeah, what I know, but mature? people don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> people don't get that still. Well, I think they mean like maybe as a concept. Let's read a little bit. So during a discussion at St. Petersburg International Economic Forum, Skorobogotova suggested that the emerging technology still requires improvements. According to her, the technology has not yet been applied on an industrial scale, except for its use for cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin. The deputy governor focused on security and scalability as key issues that still need to be resolved before industrial scale implementation could take off. Here's a quote. Technology for the sake of technology is pointless. Skora Bogotova, that is one hell of a name, said adding that 2018 would be the year that Russia and the international community would come to a pragmatic understanding of the purposes for which blockchain is beneficial, after which they would transition to tech tackles industrial scale realization. Okay, okay, I'm just going to call this here Skora Bogotova. It's bullshit, man. Like, nobody... Did you think, Cello, I'm just being real. Did you think that when, if the, the powers that be knew in the 90s that the internet was going to be majorly used for social media in the 2000s? I did not. Do you think they could have foreseen that use case? No, that's why those experts were saying that, uh, hey, the internet is going to have no more impact on the tech field than the fax machine. That's what experts were saying in the 90s about the internet. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Not that I agree with you. I've, I've, heard, I've heard you say that before. And then so, so then again, right? Let's take that even further. Like, ex, those same experts were also saying, like, people are never going to do their banking online. People are never going to go check their medical records online. People are never going to not go to the bank. People are always going to go grocery shopping. I mean, come on, man. Like, how many times do you have to repeat history before those people, like, say, you know what? I'm with it. I think people say that because they can't fathom the alternative yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I don't go grocery shopping right now. Right now, I, I buy everything online, and then I drive up to this little uh, spot in the parking lot, and a guy just loads all my shit in my trunk for me. But I could go a step further, and they could just deliver it straight into my pantry. They can. But, but back in 2001, if I was saying, oh, hey, we're not going to go grocery shopping anymore, they'd be like, whatever, because they, they don't know how we would how that process would work. We don't have flying cars because we don't know how a flying highway would operate. But once they figure it out, it'll be like, oh, it's so easy. Yeah, but to me, that seems so short-sighted just to rule something out, especially if you're, like, living in the country that claim to fame, basically, was not ruling stuff out and technological advancement. You think, like, if people were like, oh, every sidewalk's going to be a conveyor belt, you'd think, like, whoa, that's trippy. Let's see if we can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Instead of, that's infeasible, there's gonna you're gonna need so much rubber for those conveyor belts and the maintenance is so blah 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 blah. blah. Sorry, I for lack of I didn't have any words right there, so I just wanted to make a fart noise. <laughs> All right. Anyways, well. Russian central banker who doesn't see the promise of Bitcoin. No shocker there. Next next headline. 
We got. What do we got here? What do we got here? Um, yeah, I'll take all the weekend. You take Monday, and then we'll just we'll switch off. Okay. All right. Let's get this going. Halt. It's a big picture of a stop sign. It says, Bitgrail exchange ordered down indefinitely as Italian court upholds the halt. Woo-wee! Indefinite suspension. Earlier this month, Bitgrail's principal, Francesco Ferrano, attempted to reopen the Italian cryptocurrency exchange after $170 million in losses. Oh, my God. And during their legal sorting out, an inside job or software hack that hasn't had an official determination and fingers are still pointed between the exchange's charismatic operator and crypto devs. International heavy law firm Bonelli Erede. These are really Italian names. International heavy law firm Bonelli Erede effectively petitioned to have the exchange remain offline. So, long story short, we could probably go straight to the next headline, unless you have some commentary commentary on it. Don't keep your money on an exchange. Also, Italian laws are boo-boo. Yep. And Italy, uh, when it comes to following the writ of law, is scoopity-poop. <laughs> Very well said. Yes. Yes, very articulate indeed. Okay, up to the next article. That's don't keep your money on an exchange, right? How many times do you have to learn your lessons before the lessons are learned? And guess what? It's probably always an inside job. And guess what? They're probably like, oh, these people don't obviously don't care about their accounts. They're not doing anything with it. I'm just gonna scoop these bits out of here real quick. Oh, shocker! Now I'm gone. That's how that goes. Inside job. And the last article for the past weekend, the weekend before the one you're on, is as follows. I hope this turns into like a daily show, like kind of crypto thing. It'd be cool. Wouldn't that be cool? Are you thinking out loud right now? I am thinking out loud right now. (laughs) Thank you for calling me out. I was not letting, I'm trying to let my dreams be dreams, man. Hey, you keep dreaming, you dreamer. That's right. Don't let your dreams be dreams. The last article for last weekend, written by Lubomir Tosev, 5,000 views. Uh, BTCC, which used to be BTC China, if you guys don't know that, is to launch a new exchange platform in June. So BTC China was probably like one of the most outspoken exchanges in the Bitcoin world. Uh, before Ether was around, and Bobby Lee is the CEO of BTC China. He happens to be Charlie Lee's brother, and it seems to me like the Chinese government bitch slapped him the hardest first, doesn't it? Do you think? Do you think that uh, Charlie Lee's parents were like really trying to make sure that they succeed in America by naming their kids Charlie and Bobby? Yes, absolutely. All right. It doesn't make us racist, by the way. I know that's what you're thinking. You're like, does that make me racist? It doesn't. People do that all the time. All the time. Because, you know, I'm just saying, like, you know, their parents' name are, like, super Asian. But their kids are Bobby and Charlie. 
Succeed in America, go. Here's another thing. I don't think their names are Bobby and Charlie. Well. I think that that's just what they tell everyone. You think their names are like Hey June and and some other Asian name, but I mean somehow. I think so. I know every time I know not every time, but one time I got a call from my customer service. Ooh. Do you think we can trouble if I like imitate an accent? Yup. This is Roseanne week, man. We can't be we can't do this. Okay. Well anyways, the gentleman happened to be from <laughs> Central Asia. And probably of dark complexion. And he calls me. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not, I'm not engaged in the story unless you do the accent. So you're going to have to. Do we need to put a disclaimer on it? No. It's just that I, I feel like we're not going to be sucked into the story to its full potential unless I'm like, I'm there. And the okay. accent will take me there. Shit. Sorry, everyone that I offend ahead of time. So I'm chilling. I had just got off the phone with Microsoft customer service. So he calls me back and he's like, um, hello, Mr. Ferguson, how are you? And I was like, that was bad. That was a really bad. It. He goes, hello, Mr. Ferguson, how are you? This is bad. This is bad. I don't want to do this. You want to hear something? Like every time I call customer service and one of those people, I hang up until I get an American. Is that bad? Not because Jesus I don't Christ. like them, but because it's hard to understand them. We're going it's off. It's hard the to understand. Them. Any, um, anyways, it, it got to a point in the conversation where I was like, "Hey, man, what's your name?" And he's like, "My name is Chuck." And I was like, "What's your name, man?" And then he told me his real name, and I was like, "Why don't you just tell people your real name?" And it's probably because they got training, like be some, be a Thomas or be a Clarence. But whatever you do, don't be Muhib. <laughs> you want to know a trick? They say that they're in Los Angeles. Pull up the weather in Los Angeles and tell them, hey, what's the weather like in Los Angeles, Chuck? And he'll be like, oh, it's really sunny. It's really great. I'm like, you're lying, Chuck. It's raining in Los Angeles right now. He's like, oh, oh, got to go. It's a- <laughs> Shit. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> let's, let's get to the article now that we've lost all of our um, Central Asian listeners. So, um, the upgraded platform offers cold storage and SSL encryption. So, essentially, BTCC is moving the way a lot of these centralized exchanges are going to move to the Coinbase blueprint, which is we're going to be a hardcore custodian of your of your of your um of your money. Coinbase, Coinbase, coming at you, man! Oh well, there goes all our Caribbean followers too. <laughs> Um, anyways, upgraded security on the BTCC side of things. So if you do use BTC China, still, I don't know how, because China shut them down. Uh, I guess they're moving, but tis what it is. I'm, re- I'm reading that it offers the SSL encryption. That's an option nowadays. Yeah, you don't have to have a website that has SSL encryption. An SSL certificate. You don't have to have that. I just feel like if it's handling people's money and information about money, it should shouldn't be an option. Well, that's because you have common sense, my friend. But a lot of there people don't. And a lot of people, right. in fact, 
not that it's common sense, is that it's just internet training. For instance, I was having a conversation just two weeks ago with someone, and I was like, hey, you sent me to a website that doesn't have an HTTPS certificate. And he was like, what is that? And I was like, what? Mm, gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? What do you mean, what is that? And, you know, there's lots of hackers out there that would say, like, not even that means you're secure. And then I'll say to you guys, like, you're a hacker. Not everyone has that common knowledge. But Jeffrey and Stephanie can, I'm I'm going to feel pretty safe. Because there's more Jeffrey and Stephanies in the world than hackers. So, anyways. Next article, Monday, sir. It's on you. No, it's on you. Oh, it's, oh you, uh, yeah, you it's picked it, weekend. but we're going to talk about it. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Polynex Crypto Exchange users claim accounts frozen after ID. Whoa, man. Slow down. Update. Slow down. This is for the people. Yeah, this is a big news story that was a lot to cover. Um, if you use Polynex, uh, people were making complaints that their account freezes. So, uh, in their identity, they received a notification that they uh, may now continue trading. But the big but, the caveat, is their previously functioning account is blocked. So you got to start all over. So uh, the move echoes similar requirements now in place at Bitfinex. And frozen accounts appear to affect many users going through verification with multiple reports confirming the problem persists. So if you're, if you're unfamiliar Poloniex was sold to Goldman Sachs for a $400 million deal. So mm-hmm. when you do that, there's a lot more cooks in the kitchen and a lot more problems to arise. I don't think this is per se a bad thing to happen. You know, it's terrible if you get your account frozen, but I think it's just going to bring more trust to the crypto space in general. Mm-hmm. I think you just use right. Relations are coming. Um, they are in there. Uh, I honestly think we're very, very far from regulations. I just feel like as more people get in, I think that's the thing that kind of sucks that people are going to realize. Like, if you want to get in this, you're in the suck. You're in the suck for a while. And more professionals want to get involved in this space and they want to invest in this space and live in this space and work in this space. But um, when you're doing that, you're basically saying, like, oh, I'm going to the wild, wild west. Yep. Next. Point blank period. Next headline. We're bringing you all the way to the land of Scotland, where Scottish crypto clinics treat Bitcoin trading addicts. Experts told the Evening Standard that crypto trading become a form of behavioral addiction when traders obsessively glued to minute-by-minute market fluctuations. I feel like the only people that are admitted to these are people that aren't good at trading. Because if you're making a lot of money, you're not going to treat your gambling addiction. You're just going to do more of it. (laughs) You're absolutely right. (laughs) That's probably um, why that generic token has no symbol on it. It's just a generic nightmare token. It looks like a Pac-Man on the image. Yeah, the first first stage of so-called treatment is to join other addicts, aka broke people, and group therapy and share their <laughs> life stories. Sorry, and it help it helps them it helps them realize that they're not alone. It's so true, though. Oh, it's so true. It's so bad. 
Yeah, like, I wonder did if you know that. Uh, did you know all those people that like put out um, equity loans as collateral when Bitcoin was like at nineteen k? Those are the people that show up to these gambling addicts. Well, I, I mean, did... you could be a you could be a gambling addict, but if you make money, it's not a problem. It's only I... a, it's only a problem until you start losing your house and shit. Yeah, I did read a um, I read. A study that says like Bitcoin investors are are highly like we we love risk and we love entrepreneurism and all this we love risky endeavors and I was like mm, I don't think that's true I don't think that's true because I'm not a risky guy you're not a risky guy Corey's not a risky guy everyone I know in crypto isn't too risky so. I don't know. I don't know what that article meant. But um Yeah, so if you lost all your money on trading, you're a trading addict, according to Cello. <laughs> nope. I wonder if that extrapolates to other forms of addiction, right? Like can you only be an addict if it's ruining your life? That's a very good question. No. I mean you could be a cocaine addict, but if it's not affecting your life, but you need it, you're still an addict. You just don't need rehab. Not yet. But like, according like to if, your... I think according to your argument, like if you're winning, you're not an addict. Yeah, you're good. Like, if you're single and you don't have a girlfriend and you have a porn addiction, you're not hurting anybody. But if you're married and you got, like, five kids and, you got, and you're not going to work because of your porn addiction, that's, that's bad. It all depends on circumstance. You're winning Sorry, money. Sure. You're winning money and you're an addict. It's not a problem. Yeah, I guess it is very circumstantial. I like how porn addiction didn't even exist until the internet. Well, it didn't yeah. exist until people were like, I'm not paying. I'm not going to wait a month for a penthouse magazine when I could just log on to porn.com and get free porn whenever I want. Which was a website. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oh, know. I was... Man. I was uh, I was too young back then. Do you worry that your kids are going to accidentally stumble on porn? No, I got daughters. Daughters, they they say that daughters or or girls are just as sleazeballish as guys, but I I don't believe that for a second because I'm a guy. Oh, I believe that. I believe I all of that. You think women are just as nasty as dudes? I don't think. So. Yeah, I think they goon out all the time. I just think that they don't goon out in public like we do. I think in then private it's a wholly different. Like, awesome. I think in private they release the phoenix, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody gets to see that shit. <laughs> but I think they goon out just as well as we do. They have to, right, for the human species to persist, right? You gotta have wow. females that goon out. Maybe it's very specific time. Maybe that's what the allegory of the werewolf is. Like a woman gooning out. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It, it's uh, Louis C.K. had that joke. What joke? He, says, he had that joke saying that uh, women aren't, they're not perverts like men are. Men, he's, he's trapped in a prison of perversion. Like it consumes his thoughts as a guy. He can't get away from it. And women are just tourists. 
I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Kind of makes sense. I don't know. If you're a girl and you're listening to this, feel free to come in the slack and goon out. Prove us wrong. Or not. Fucking super creep. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> Anyways. Right, next, next headline. Next headline. Oh, I'm done. It's your turn. Tuesday's headline. Two, 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 two. This is a segue, by the way, not next. Here's the segue. Two, 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 Tuesday's headline. Line, line, line. Coming at you. Brought to you by Hot Pockets. That's a segue. Tuesday's headlines are brought to you by Hot Pockets. There you go. It's broccoli and yeah. cheddar, too. None of that pepperoni no. bullshit. Did you know that RB stands for R and B, which stands for roast beef? Know that? Hmm? Go again. Arby's. So the, the restaurant Arby's, it, it stands for the letter R and the letter B. You know, Arby's. And the R and the B stands for roast beef. What? So there's like a, there's a lot of layers to Arby's. What? Oh, layers? Because the roast beef, you get served a sandwich in layers. Yeah, so Arby's is actually roast fucking, beef. You're blowing my fucking mind right now. Welcome. I'm going to never go to Arby's since he told me that. Well, I already don't go to Arby's. But yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a fun fact. Uh, fun fact about Arby's is they serve slimy meat. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the punchline, yes. <laughs> Every time I take that sandwich apart, I'm like, what is this layer of goo in the bun? What are they just dipping this roast beef in slime before they put it on the sandwich? I would tell Jesse, if you're listening, take your girlfriend to Arby's, and if she doesn't complain, that's marriage material. Yep. Dude, there's a new uh, Hardee's commercial that I love, and at the end of it is a country guy, and he says... Going hard at the Hardee's. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so funny. It's been playing all throughout the NBA playoffs. And it only plays like once per game. So you have to watch the whole game to hear the commercial. Or just record it and play it back. Or go How on do you YouTube. feel about that? How do you feel about that as a black man knowing that Hardee's made tailored some slang in the commercial to appeal to the large black audience of an NBA game? It worked. Work like a motherfucker. I've been trying to find a Hardee's since the NBA playoffs. <laughs> Going hard at the Hardee's. I love it. They're, they're not playing that commercial at the Country Music Television Awards. They're definitely not. Well, they might now because country music is basically like they take they took the very simplest of hip hop and use it as the beats, and that's country music now. So yeah, whatever. But uh, fight me, fight me if you don't think so. But country music just bites R&B and hip-hop like it's going out of style. It's been doing that since the 90s. It's no no secret. But um, going hard at the Hardys. <laughs> Anyways, we should talk about the news. Ripple wants people to stop calling its coin Ripple. Jesus Christ. I don't. Sorry if I offended anyone by saying Jesus Christ's name in vain. Um, I'm so tired of Ripple shit, though. Aren't you? Like, I'm getting really tired of Ripple shit. Uh, maybe call the... Maybe call the coin a scam. Should I call customer service? 
Hello, welcome to Ripple. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. fucked up. That was fucked up. This is a, this is a trash news article. Uh, uh, let's just crap. read a little bit of it. The disambiguation of Ripple and XRP. P. For several months, Ripple has been on a mission to dispel the notion that it is responsible for the XRP currency it issues. Just as Prince once changed himself into a symbol, the project would like to turn this currency into a symbol and keep it that way. This is... Oh my god, I can't even more. I can't it's even more. It's a garbage more. article. There, there's a new symbol for it too? Okay, look. This is... I'm just going to put it out there. Ripple is a centralized token. They're doing yep. the same weird, crazy tactics that banks do because they're basically bank coin. Banks don't want to do any work, so they're signing all these agreements with Ripple Labs. And way, way, way down the line, they're thinking Ripple is going to be something nobody talks about. It's just a symbol. And they're like, oh my God, I can't stand it. They're taking Ripple. Ripple in the strip club, ass like giraffes. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I can't stand Ripple and what it symbolizes. The fact that it's popular as it is, where this industry is going. Oh, a cripple. I see what you did there. Ah, next. I like this one. <laughs> Sorry, my internet's slow up here. The internet up north is so slow. So Can slow. No, I got it. Bitcoin gets sexy. Goodbye, pasty neckbeards. Hello, Veen Armani. I know this guy. I got to argue with this guy on Twitter. Bitcoin Cash is beginning to shed its inner nerd, and Veen Armani is one of the leading reasons. He's lived what most men call only dream as a high-class, world-renowned escort to wealthy women. I was arguing with a gigolo. More recently, he's the brain behind Cointext, a revolutionary rebranding of Cindy Crypto without needing an internet connection. If all that wasn't enough, he's also something of a compelling philosopher. We caught off with Mr. What kind of life is this guy living? Retired Vegas gigolo turned crypto innovator. Wow. Uh, that's what you call a bro dude. Yeah, man. This guy's a bro. But oh. the headline is just like, oh, hey, look. Above average female enters the space. Goodbye, ugly people. Hello, above average girl in crypto. What kind of a headline is that? It's stupid. The picture is just his chest open with a crucifix. And aviators. Bitcoin the, has been full the, of these Scroll kind of down. There's time, more. Though. It's just him in aviators in a peach shirt. And then you scroll down to the next picture. It's just him with his chest open and a crucifix. And a what? Can be considered a hoodie, he and that's does. just him with no shirt on. Okay, well, he's the opening act for Chris Angel on the weekends, basically. If you can picture what this guy looks like. <laughs> Anyways, I've actually had. I didn't know he was. A, that's. I guess that's testament to his character. I didn't know he was a male escort while I was arguing with him on Twitter about Bitcoin Cash. So, um, what, I mean, my hats it? off to you, Vin Armani. Uh, we'll call Would you that have affected your argument against them. Um, maybe I don't know. It's like I, 
when I know someone's an escort, I can't like have a conversation without thinking about the fact that they're an escort in my head. You know what I mean? That's why people ask the question, like, when you go to, like, barbecues and you meet new people, it's like, hey, what do you do? It's like, oh, I'm an accountant. Okay, so you probably view the world in these ways or something. Like, you ask that question to get to know a person. So if you ask someone and it's like, oh, I'm an escort. It's like, oh, so, like, you, like, all your actions pretty much are trying to do women for money. Cool. I mean, we all, all men kind of do that. We just don't have the title. Nice. You're wise, man. You're very wise. <laughs> Next I article. Nothing. Yeah, I huh? got nothing else to say. I got nothing else to say on that. You article. killed it with that one. You uh, just destroyed it. Sorry. Hold up. Th- that segment was terrible. And this leads us to our very next bit of information coming at you from Rakesh up at the high. Uh, this Bitcoin. is brought to you by Avenger Deaths. Let's do it. Yep. Spoiler alert. This one's brought to you by Spider-Man's tears that are now dust. <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah. If you haven't seen the movie, it's your own fault. Yeah, if you haven't seen that movie, what the hell is wrong with you? It's made how much? Over billions of dollars worldwide? Yeah. I don't, Corey's not going to see that movie unless Aaron puts it in the itinerary. Yeah. We should put it in Corey's calendar as yeah, Aaron. Just, yeah, yeah. just can, can we do like a stick figure version of Aaron? <laughs> and say, Corey, we're going to go see. Aaron is Corey's wife, by the way. We have fun with this. Um, okay, Our, this article is not to you, not brought to you by Marvel Infinity Wars deaths, but we might just make that a thing until people hate us. Okay, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ripple, Bitcoin Cash, EOS, Litecoin, Cardano, Stellar, IOTA, Price Analysis, May thirty. What? I never do price analysis on this show. I can tell you picked this article. Yeah, but I, I thought it was I thought it was funny because they put EOS, Bitcoin Cash, could not, they, they do that for SEO. Cuz they could have mm-hmm. just said they could have just said price analysis. They got the name drop. Anyway, I want to talk about this cuz Charlie Shrum said that in the month of May is going to be the last time you could ever buy a Bitcoin for less than $10,000 and he was wrong. So don't listen to analysis. Don't look at charts. Don't look at BTC USD pairs. Just hold. What's the point? Okay, I'm gonna re I'm gonna rebut that and say if you are a day trader and you make your living and pay your bills from looking at charts, then most definitely look at the charts. Don't go yeah, into the shit blind. But they're like, hey, hey, Dimitri, if the hundred and seven dollar level breaks, it will single the completion of a descending triangle pattern. But though the pattern targets are way lower, the digital currency can slide eighty four dollars. To seventy five, like okay, like if you talk like that, then yeah, you you're you're good to go. But like these influencers on Twitter, they're like, hey man, it's a bargain at seventy five hundred. Buy the dip. They don't know what they're talking about. They sure as hell don't. I just don't subscribe to that. So yeah, man, you can anticipate a retest of the recent lows in a couple days, and if the low holds, the traders can buy a a breakout close to a target of two. Like I get it. But that stuff doesn't interest me. That's why I picked this article. You picked this article to shit on traders? 
Yup. You're ridiculous. Traders, yeah, traders make the living for a reason. There's good traders and there's bad traders for a reason. Some and people trade like, and they do well. Some people lucky don't. And unlucky. That's called lucky and unlucky. I don't think it's lucky and unlucky. I think the best traders have tech, have like a very sound strategy and they stick to it. Some traders don't know what it means. Like, take your profits and that's it. I can say that I've traded successfully because there would be times where I would take my little 1% to 2% profit and call it a day. That's, it's profit for a reason. It's money you didn't have. I learned that one hard lesson when I lost 36 Litecoin in the fucking drop of a dime back in like 2014. I was like, wow. All that is Litecoin? Gone. I lost 36. That's not too bad. Yeah. Not too bad. A less than four grand. That's Just a little bad. less than four grand. No, no, no. That'd be six, five. Yeah, a little less than four grand, yeah. But anyways, um, I learned that lesson, and now I take my little ADB profits, right? So, listen, Cello doesn't like traders. He shat on you guys. I think traders do an awesome job and create markets. So we need you guys. Wednesday, right. your turn, homie. That brings us to the next article. Yeah, with all over uh, 1 million units sold, there's reviews yep. on the Ledger Nano S being put to the test. And there's new models coming out. So I really wish that we would have took delivery of a brand Nano S, but instead Bitcoin.com did. And there's a lot of problems. A lot of problems. So when it comes to judging hardware wallets, you know, there's no such thing as the best. Everyone has their preference. And a lot of people's benchmark is like, well, as long as the wallet does its chosen job with a minimum amount of fuss, then it works for me. But now we're talking about like cables not connecting. Um, you know, there's a tamper-proof seal that was tamper-proofed, that was tampered with. Uh, LED screen's not working. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. This poses a problem because people wanna they wanna feel safe. They wanna put their money on it. But if the device doesn't work, if the seed phrases are too long, I mean twenty four versus twelve. Uh, from a security perspective, this is uh, a little frustrating. The seed phrases the, need to be long, though. Twenty four uh, words is what you need. You think so? Well, most wallet. Or most website and most wallet recovery phrases are 12. Ledger's the only one that does 24. Yeah, Ledger's yeah. the most secure and, and selling the most. No shock. Yeah, but I, I could come out with a 48 and say, hey, the most secure wallet ever. And it would be yeah, true. Yeah, you could. And it would be true. Um, you have any... Uh, how are you enjoying your Ledger's? Because we have Ledger Blues. I haven't hooked mine up in months, and I'm afraid that it won't turn on. You're fine. It does. It, it powers right back up when you plug in. Oh, oh my! Uh, another pain point was when people launch the Ledger Manager app, it won't recognize the Nano S as being connected. And uh, suffice to say, it involves switching between laptops, Chrome apps, Ledger web pages, and various other pop-up windows in a quest to get the wallet working. That's crazy. So it is crazy. Um, it's a, look. It's a little bit buggy. Um, 
and that's why the difficulty of user like so if you had um difficulty of use um or the i guess learning curve for the user when it comes to wallets obviously the easiest to use is a hosted wallet online like coinbase the hardest would be a cold wallet in between there is the hardware wallet and the hardware wallet is not like super user friendly still um the bugs are alarming um but also uh, the encryption is math so once the tokens are on there you don't really have to worry too much um a bug is a bug you know they fix them all the time there's several firmware updates all the time um i don't know what to say about this one i love hardware wallets i love mine and i haven't had any issues so all right well next headline that's all i gotta say on that more price because that's all i care about in life i'm never letting you pick articles again you're just like what's that price (laughs) what's the price baby when do i get my lambo baby going up question mark bitcoin price sets sights on new resistance oh jesus Uh, can we skip this article hey you invited me on the show just gonna have to deal with this I feel like I'm never going to be invited back on. I feel like you're Charlie Murphy stomping on my white couch right now. Oh, well, sorry. Uh, not Charlie Murphy. Uh, Rick Rick James. Look, Bitcoin is working its way through the key supply zone above 7,500. You just made fun of people that talk like this. <laughs> All right, let me skip to the, the layman's turn. Bitcoin will likely rise to 7,800 in the next 24 hours. So by the time you hear this, there you go. This guy has uh, been wrong. This guy's this guy's been wrong for 72 hours already. Yeah, yes. 50-day moving average is going to be at 8,500. So there's still some time left in that, that scenario. Here's a bearish scenario. The moving averages are maintaining a bearish bias, so a draft of 6,900 could be on the cards if the bulls fail to capitalize on the break above 7,500. And this this is just stating the obvious. Next. What do we got? I don't know if it's stating the obvious, but it's an article that you just said, I don't like traders, and you pick two trading. I don't no, know. it's just like the, like the price is like 7,500. So I, I'm going to come out with an article saying, hey, here's a bear scenario. It drops. And here's a bullish scenario. It goes up. Like, yeah, no, no shit. All right. Um, all right, here we go. An inventor of the Beats headphones applies to SEC for a $300 million ICO. I don't understand why Beats headphones needs to raise that much when Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre are billionaires. Um, Dude. Do you think? Let me. Can you do a oh, character on our network called Trader Travis, where you just—it's a parody of traders. Oh yeah, the sliding. Yeah, yeah, I, I could do that. That'd be fun. Um, were you focusing on the last article? I was reading this article. No, I was focus. Yes, I was. But okay. I do know what happened. You said. <laughs> You said exactly what happened is that Dr. Dre needs $300 million for Beats headphones for some reason. Um, yeah, the move makes them the largest company to venture into the ICO arena. Um, they don't, they don't need to do this. I don't, I don't understand. Okay. I was just going to say this. 
Why are rappers trying their hardest to not understand crypto, but be very public about their misinformation and like very public about their attempts? It, well, it's not just rappers; it's everybody. Everybody Look wants to make money. Stage one: establish the Monster Money Network to provide the basic transactional functions, such as Monster Money wallets and processing transactions and Monster Money tokens. MMNY, baby. Stage two. Establish a private off-chain platform where microtransactions can be completed without or with a very limited transaction costs caused by mining. Monster oh, money. Complete monsters blockchain. Integrate such blockchain. So basically, Dr. Dre and Jimmy Levine, that's his name? Iveen. Jimmy Iveen are trying to make more money. More. It's not from enough. You. Did you know that Dr. Dre uh, got zoning permits to build a house underneath his house last week? Wow. I don't even want to know what goes through your brain when you have that much money. I don't know. I got a, I got a, I got a delicious headline, though. Next. Yeah, Monster Money Network. Look out for it, baby, because it's going to be all the rage. You can buy things by tapping on your headphones. Jesus. All right. Time to buy crypto wallets cheap, says this guy. Uh, generic CEO. How many of, freaking uh, articles can you put about price in this doggone? You, you know what? what I'm doing here? I'm bringing awareness to the, to the garbage uh, clickbaits. You just got so, relegated to to once a month appearance on the show where we get all of our price headlines. Generic CEO of a generic cryptocurrency hedge fund says that today's crypto markets are very cheap. And he added that the markets are down 65% from their highs. So it's much cheaper to buy now in the rally as it goes. Because when a cryptocurrency breaks through its 200-day moving average, if you buy that day and sell a year later, you make an average of 239% without even thinking about it, bitch. Shit's cool. <laughs> That's what it says in the article. This is right there. You make 239% without even thinking about it, bitch. Yep. Crypto markets remain skittish. People are checking in the rehab. But just follow this guy's advice and you could have 2,907% gains. All right. Do you have any opinions on this? Um, Dan Moorhead's been a pretty vocal uh, CEO, Pantera Capital. Um, Pantera Capital has been saying bullish for a very, very long time. Uh, they never, they never say the opposite of bullish, um, and they've been right, like a hundred percent of the time, this whole time. So, um, if you're playing heads or tails, maybe they're likely to be wrong. But I do know that Bitcoin has these, and I say Bitcoin a lot because Bitcoin runs the markets. There's no denying that. Um, for every four years, uh, Bitcoin has a negative year. So if this is that year, I mean, it's 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 negative like thirty percent, negative forty percent, something like that. Um, but when you take into account the next three years are like triple digit gains, it's really a no brainer. And really, Cello's tactic hodl hold. Seems to stand true, but yeah, I'm cashing out in 2020. Cashing out and getting a Lambo. Um, I'm hoping to buy a house, but I, it's more important for me to cash out so I can stop focusing on price and pay attention to um people that are building. 
I, I, I don't want to be in the space the whole time and be distracted by my block folio. So. It's very admirable of you, Jello. You're so I'm fucking wise. It's like that Japanese tattoo on your arm, like, seeps into your soul. I'm growing up, man. All right, next. Finance reveals plan for. Hold on, uh, let me read that in the headline because you're so like, you're so robotic with reading headlines. Well, no, no. I, I was actually gonna do one better. I wasn't even gonna read the headline. I was gonna put it in my own words. Uh, Binance, one of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchanges, has announced it is launching a one billion dollar social impact fund to foster the growth of blockchain and cryptocurrency startups. See, isn't that so much better? That is better. Reveals plan for one billion. Anyway, I think. Wait, let me tell you a little bit about it. Uh, it's the first project to be supported by a blockchain-powered ride-hailing initiative that was recently announced by a CEO. Uh, as previously reported, the initiative at a big data expo in is one of the largest. It doesn't make any sense. Binance, one of the world's largest cryptocurrency exchanges, said during an online meetup. That the capital for the fund will be will be coming from Binance's own reserves as a way to contribute to the industry ecosystem. As I read this, the only conclusion I can come up with is they got too much money too quick and obviously without a plan on how to invest it because that shit doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's that's something that we actually talked about on the recent announcement with uh, Ronsu from from Token Mart. He says unexpectedly, when 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 you come into a shit ton of money. You by default become a hedge fund manager. So like basically, basically a money making pump and dump scheme for pre pre sale buyers to dump on retail investors. I don't think that's it. I don't think that's it at all. Um, I don't think that's even remotely it. I just think that they're trying well, to figure out a way to 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 manage all of this money that they're getting now. I mean, what I'm saying is blockchain startups can set up a huge pre-sale discount for Binance's support and then advertise Binance support to legitimize the project to the retail investors. Because the biggest winners out of the crypto bubble are the exchanges. Binance can dump on them. Mm -hmm. Retail investors are disenfranchised. Retail investors are always the biggest losers. Yeah. Always. I don't know. It's so ironic how the SEC and like everybody sets them up to be the biggest loser. And over an extended period of time, too. Like if you're not an accredited investor, you can't make take the risks to get the big jumps. You have to slowly pour your money into other stuff that's gonna make other people rich. Right? That's true. That's that's a good way to put it. Like, that's the All way right. the game is rigged. It's so fucking dirty. And that's what I thought crypto could change, but everybody seems adamant in not making that forceful change. And that is, if you are a retail investor, you're only making other people rich while saving for your retirement, the old school way. Yeah. If you're an accredited investor, you can get rich very fast because you can take lumps of money and invest in things that are a little bit more risky. And the more risk, the more reward. So... All right. Uh, next headline: Bitcoin price ten thousand by next month. No, I'm, I'm not. Doing, uh, okay. Is I'm that, okay. Last headline: Former routers risk executive joins crypto compliance startup. I was about to uh, scream. I picked this one because 
Yeah, I picked this headline because the former head of WorldCheck is moving to a blockchain startup focused on regulatory compliance. And he ran the risk intelligence and financial crime screening platform Routers. And now he's in charge of um, product strategy, which focuses on using blockchain and artificial intelligence to maintain immutable records. So I think it's really good when we bring reputable people into the space or they make a pivot in their career to make the space a little bit uh a little bit more secure. So I don't think it's uh, more secure. I just think it's legitimacy. I think it's solely legitimacy at this point. It is, because he was one of the first players in the market to solve a major problem in that compliance space. So I would agree with you. Yeah. It's to me it's just legitimacy and that's that's what I love is that the space is becoming more legitimate. Um I hate when the like the price fluctuations up and down delegitimize the space. Because it just does. It's like human nature. It's like, what? You typically do this, and now you're doing that. What? I don't know. What? I don't know how to interpret this. But um, it's just legitimacy. And we see this every day, right? Like, I mean, if we really wanted to, I bet we could curate our news and say, like, such and such leaves such and such to join crypto. It's always, like, you know, it's very advantageous for everyone. So... Yeah, the irony of the cryptocurrency markets is that while blockchain opened the door to non-compliance and ICOs, initially the underlying technology actually has the ability to provide more robust and effective compliance. So he thinks that they're feeling a need for regulatory compliance and uh, transparency and integrity within. Well, he's going to solve those problems with transparency at a fraction of the cost of the old ways. So yep. existing legacy tools can suck a dick. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's all I got, bro. This That's the last article? You like yeah. the show, huh? I like the was... format, too. Yeah, you guys got a good format going. I like it. Um, so I'll leave you guys with this. Uh, bidet thoughts. Um, typically, when new industries spark up, Governments look to that industry to write the rules of it. It's just the way it typically goes, man. So if you're working in this industry now, key in on these governance debates, key in on these development, like scaling debates and how they're solved, because you may one day just be asked to be a part of a committee or a team or somebody who is writing the rules that people have to follow. I mean, that's the, way the airline industry wrote the airline laws. The automobile industry wrote all of the traffic laws, and then we put a department on it, gave it a name, Department of Transportation, blah, 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 whatever, boom. I mean, it's how this stuff works. It's how humanity typically works. And so there's going to be a committee, there's going to be a department, or there's going to be something of crypto that establishes how these things work. Most of it's going to be written in the code, but that last mile on how it deals from human to human that's going to be us figuring this shit out. Always has been, probably always will be. So, there's my bidet thoughts. Cool. Um, thanks for stopping by, Chella, man. You can come by more frequently. You should come by when Jesse's on, man. We have a blast. Yeah, it'd be fun. I don't really know Jesse like that. I, I like mean, to keep people at arm's length. I don't like to get close to people. So, do we need to invite a psychiatrist on the show? So we can talk about your um, intimacy issues. <laughs> no new friends. 
No new friends. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to be on the show more frequently and like to inject a little bit more price headlines into the format for sure. At least once a week, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Jesus, every other article is Bitcoin going to be seven eight hundred or seven thousand seven hundred? You'll find out next week. Can I have a show on the network called When Lambo and we talk about the price? Only the price. And I guarantee you, it would be the would it would it infuriate you if that was the biggest show on the network? Oh, it wouldn't infuriate <laughs> me. I would actually like it. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Just the Headers. Uh, this episode was brought to you by Star Lord. Getting mad that Gamora died. Yeah, Star Lord's rage. Also, why don't you go see Infinity Wars? What is wrong with you? Like, <laughs> Jesus. Hold up. Wait, I know all the excuses. I'm going to rattle them off. I got kids. I got a family. I got this. I got, I got this going on. I got a life, man. And you just ruined the movie for me. What is wrong with you? Look, man. Everybody's I saw that movie life. so everybody's quick. Busy. You called me a dork. Cello, you have two daughters, and I think you saw that movie almost immediately, right? No, I did see it immediately. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about, is you prioritize the things in your life that you love. And you guys should love Marvel movies. So you should have seen this by now. I left my kid's birthday to go see that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Are you joking? No. But I would have if it fell on that day. Please believe it. <laughs> Hey, happy birthday, little kid. I'm out. I got I to see this movie. You have a lot more birthdays, but there's only one opening night of Infinity Wars. <laughs> oh, my God. You're terrible. Um, that's it. We got to let this go. Play that outro. <laughs>